Krishna and welcome to Shravanam Diaries podcast. Today, actually, today morning I was listening to yesterday's episode and I was like, my God, wake up, girl! <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Seriously, when recording daily podcast, it's maybe a little bit personal and private because it clearly shows where are you in your life according to your like voice and mood and everything. But yeah, yesterday it was a very um a dynamic day and i was a little bit tired okay but you know it's just you can continue reading no matter what at any time of the day and anywhere and absorb yourself in the nectar of krishna consciousness in this way and still get immense inspiration like yesterday i was very much inspired by basically reading how how we're meant to have a blissful life like a human experience is supposed to be blissful in Krishna consciousness, in God consciousness, rather than making it a hard struggle for survival and uh, fulfilling our animalistic instincts, right? So, yes, so, I mean, it's a new thing for me still, even though it's been about uh, like a one and a half month of podcasting, so... But, you know, I'm trying to take it as easy and simple as I can, um, trying to learn from every episode and let it have its own pace. Okay, so enough for today's introduction. Right, so we're continuing with the Elevation to Krishna Consciousness by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, page number 87. Often the word dharma is translated to mean religion. But to conceive of dharma as a religion is to misconceive the word. In general usage, the word religion refers to a particular type of faith. The word dharma does not. Dharma indicates the natural occupation of the living entity. For example, wherever there is fire, there is heat and light. So it may be said that heat and light are the dharma of fire. Fire cannot change its dharma. In the same way, liquidity is an intrinsic quality of water, and this quality cannot be changed. If it is, it can no longer be considered water. The dharma of the individual soul can never be changed, and that dharma is the occupational duty of rendering service unto the Supreme Lord. Faiths and religions can be changed. Today I may be a Hindu, but tomorrow I may become a Christian or Muslim. In this way, faith can be changed. But Dharma is a natural sequence, a natural occupation or connection. Krishna says that as soon as there is a discrepancy in the discharge of the Dharmas of the living entities, when there is an upsurge of unnatural activities, he descends. One of the principal purposes of his descent is to re-establish religious principles. The best system of religion is that which best trains us to surrender unto the Supreme Lord. This is the basic principle underlying Bhagavad Gita. We can select our own religion and be Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, Christian or whatever, as long as we know the real purpose of religion. Indeed, 
Srimad Bhagavatam does not recommend that we give up our present religion, but it does hint at the purpose of religion. That purpose is love of Godhead, and that religion which teaches us best how to love the Supreme Lord is the best religion. In this age especially, there is a general decay in the consciousness of the masses of people. A few people remember that there is God, but for the most part, people are forgetting Him. Therefore, they cannot be happy. People are thinking that God is dead, or that we have no obligation to God, or that there is no God. This sort of thinking will never make for happiness. When civilization is godless or atheistic as it is today, God or his representative comes to remind people of their relationship with the Supreme Consciousness. When Sanatana Goswami inquired from Lord Chaitanya, what am I? Why am I always in a miserable condition? What is the position of all living entities? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu immediately answered, that the real identity is that of servant of God. We should not understand the word servant in the sense of materialistic servant. To become a servant of God is a great position. People are always trying to get some government post or some position in a reputed business firm because the service rendered in such positions earns great profits. Although we are very anxious to get good positions in the government service, we do not stop to think of getting a position in God's service. God is the government of all governments. God's service is Dharma. This Dharma may be described differently in different countries according to different cultural and climatic conditions or situations, but in every religious scripture, obedience to God is instructed. No scripture says that there is no God or that we as living entities are independent. Not the Bible, not the Quran, not the Vedas or even the Buddhist literatures. Generally, according to Buddhist philosophy, there is no individual soul or no supreme soul. But actually, since Lord Buddha is accepted by Vedic literatures as an incarnation of God, by obeying Lord Buddha, one is actually following God. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, there is a list of incarnations and Lord Buddha is accepted as one of them. Srimad Bhagavatam was compiled by Vyasadeva 5,000 years ago and Lord Buddha appeared about 2,600 years ago. So, Srimad Bhagavatam actually foretold the event of his incarnation. Lord Buddha preached that there is no God and no soul, that this body is a combination of matter and that when we dissolve this material combination, sensations of misery and happiness will no longer exist. Then Shankaracharya appeared to preach that the external feature of Brahman, the body, is merely an illusion. In all religions, temple worship and acceptance of authority are present. We may accept Krishna or Lord Jesus Christ or Yagova or Lord Buddha or Shankaracharya or Guru Nanak. 
but in any case, acceptance of authority is required. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Sri Krishna accepted as the supreme authority. He is accepted as the supreme authority. Sometimes Krishna descends personally and sometimes he descends by his incarnations. Sometimes he descends as sound vibration and sometimes he descends as a devotee. There are many different categories of avatars. In this present age, Krishna has descended in his holy name. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also confirmed that in this age of Kali, Krishna has descended in the form of transcendental sound vibration. Sound is one of the forms which the Lord takes. Therefore, it is stated that there is no difference between Krishna and his name. Today people have forgotten their relationship with God, but this incarnation of Krishna in the form of his holy names, this chanting of Hare Krishna, will deliver all the people of the world from their forgetfulness. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that if we chant or associate with the chanting of the holy names of Krishna, we will reach the highest perfectional stage of life. According to Srimad Bhagavatam, there are different processes for different ages, but the principle of each process remains valid in all ages. It is not that the chanting of Hare Krishna is effective in this age and not in Satya Yuga. Nor is it that people were not chanting the holy names of Krishna in Satya Yuga. In Satya Yuga, meditation was the main process and great munis meditated for periods extending upwards of 60,000 years. In this age, however, perfection by that means of meditation is not possible because we are so short-lived. Consequently, in this age it is especially recommended that we all sit down together and chant Hare Krishna. It is very easy and everyone can take part in it. There is no necessity of education nor are any previous qualifications required. In this age people are very slow and unfortunate and they are contaminated with bad association. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, as a great means of propaganda for spreading love of God. It is not that it is recommended only for Kali Yuga. Actually, it is recommended for every age. There have always been many devotees who have chanted and reached perfection in all ages. That is the beauty of this Krishna consciousness movement. It is not simply for one age or for one country or for one class of people. Hare Krishna can be chanted by any man, in any social position, in any country and in any age. For Krishna is the Supreme Lord of all people in all social positions, in all countries and in all ages. Thus ends the book Elevation to Krishna Consciousness. And we're going to start the next book tomorrow. So, see you next time. Hare Krishna!